Charlize has got a bombshell, Michael B. Jordan's got mercy, and Will Smith and Martin Lawrence are bad boys for life. I'm Van Connor. And I'm Bex Perfect, and this is Off Screen, your seven-day guide to everything movies. Boom. Groovy. Hey, Van. Hey, Bex, another week of movies. Another week, and actually quite an action-packed week of movies. Is a bit, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I would have thought, like, for, for award season, <laughs> we'd kind of not have such a big, like, action movie happening. First week like after that. the Oscars, go figure. I <laughs> know, right? So, yeah. week, the first week after all the snubs. Mm. Um, oh, God, that's not even. Okay, I'm not going to go into that. I have done all morning. But, but um, so how many slots have you done on, on Oscar nominations yeah, being predictable and snubs? And... Yeah, you know, just little fillers here and there just to kind of mention it. But to be honest, I've... You know, I kind of tire of it a little bit because it doesn't seem as reflective as it should do yeah, of the entire that. industry. But also, we don't, I mean, we don't really talk about this in our profession, but award season is kind of boring because it largely means talking about the same five or six films for about six weeks constantly. I thought you were going to say six months because it feels like sometimes <laughs> feels the ones like that come out months, really early, yeah. so Joker, you know, Judy, those mm. kind of things, it's been months and months and months. Speaking of, okay, first movie of the week is an Oscar nominee. I believe it's up for Best Actress and Best Supporting Actress, isn't it? Yes, and quite rightly so that it should be totally up for things that are based on the performances above and beyond what the film is. We're talking, of course, about Bombshell. Um, this is the movie that um, has the all-star cast of Nicole Kidman, Charlize Theron, and Margot Robbie. Ah, it's a hell of a roster, isn't it? A hell it? of a roster. The supporting cast is just as good as well. And it basically is all about the harassment scandal in 2016 at Fox News. So those ladies step into the shoes of real-life journalists. It's, hang on, let me see if I'm remembering correctly. It's Megyn Kelly, Gretchen Carlson. Ow, I almost had all three. Oh, yeah, I have, yeah, I couldn't remember. I, was it that, was Margot Robbie a real-life journalist in the play? I think she was, yes. She was, okay. Yeah, I, think, I, think, I think pretty much everyone in it is... Is, is yeah, real to yeah, life. Yeah, real, yeah. But what actually happens is this, is that they, they provide testimonies um, that rocked the media industry and eventually led to the firing of one of News' most powerful people, the CEO, Roger Ailes. Who's played here, of course, by none other than John Lithgow. Yes, the brilliant John Lithgow in a fat suit. <laughs> they have a contractual right to monitor our communications. A hotline in this building is like a complaint box in occupied Paris. It's like we're telling women, go on, speak up for yourself. Just know the entire network is with Roger. No one will believe you. They'll call you a liar. Oh, and as for your career, you want assignments and airtime? Go ahead, call the paranoid man who decides your salary a pervert and do that on a anonymous hotline he controls. On a phone, he has a contractual right to record. Jesus Christ, do you think women are idiots? It's like somebody stripped you naked and they want you to walk through this office just to prove it. Charlie's there, she mad. Do you know what? I spent the first probably 10 minutes of this film going, when's Charlie Theron going to be on the screen? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's weird, isn't it? Because I, it is up for, I think it's up for makeup and uh, uh, makeup yeah. uh, Oscar. Um, the weird thing is, this, I can't tell what they've done to uh, Charlie's because she looks so different. And yet at the same time, yeah. is it just so subtle? It's, it is, and that's the genius of it. And, and the amount of eyelashes that must have been used <laughs> in this production is quite incredible. But Very I think, true. yeah. I think the thing is that not only does Charlize, we know her to transform into lots of different roles. I mean, her Oscar-winning monster is one of but those Of course, things. you kind of set the template for uh, makeup effects Oscar performances, didn't you? Exactly. And what we're seeing here is a very well-deserved Oscar nod for her role as Megan Kelly because what she does here is not only just transform looks-wise to the extent that even someone like me can go, is, when is she coming on screen? <laughs> but also her voice. 
mm. completely alters and you just don't know who you're watching. I literally was waiting for that woman to finish her bit. I thought she was someone that was a has-been and then was going to leave the thing yeah. and then Charlize Theron's character was going to come in. Mm. Never happened because that was Charlize Theron. Very true. I mean, deserving of the I think she's. I think hers is the, the biggest, the, the flashiest performance in the film. Yeah. I thought uh, Nicole Kidman actually got kind of a more of a background role than I would she's have expected. Yeah. In this, yeah. Because she's Nicole Kidman. It, it's Oscar season. Yeah. It, it, you're just used to seeing Nicole, aren't you? In Oscar yeah, season. but do you know what? I think all the, the performances on this are, mm. you know, they're very well deserved and I feel, think the film is very earnest in its kind of approach. I liked it. I think it, it weighs way too much on the shoulders of the uh, performances itself. Mm. I think the film as a whole, interestingly, was interesting. Yeah. But too busy. Yeah. They were try, trying to I do too that. much. Oh, okay. Listen, for me, because I really enjoyed the film. Yeah. I thought it was like, tremendously now great. you saw this months before I did. I did. I think we were embargoed for a month afterwards. Wow. Um, I thought this was a tremendously well put together film because it played for me a lot like The Big Short, but just a you know, different topic. Obviously, The Big Short for Me Too is kind of how you would. But this predates Me Too. Well, yeah, obviously it does. But I Which mean, actually it, adds more it impact. It plays that way, though. Yeah. Um, I think the uh, the writing in there, which I think is by is it Charles Randolph, I think it's written this. It's directed, funnily enough, by Jay Roach, who made the Austin Powers movies. I so, see that in some of the outfit choices. <laughs> yeah. But it has got that fourth wall-breaking acerbic sharpness that, yeah. that The Big Short had. If you remember, funnily enough, in The Big Short, one of those scenes involved Margot Robbie in a bathtub explaining yes, yes. Uh, financial terms. Uh, there's a similar scene in here with, uh, I think, with Charlize Theron and explaining how, the, how the, the news building works. Yes. And I thought, I like moments like that. And I thought the film was, it was nasty enough and it was funny enough, but without ever sacrificing any of the importance of the point it was trying to make. I know that they've shown it to a lot of people who were depicted in the film, and there was a YouTube video that's 30 minutes off them doing a round table oh, uh, wow. with like the real Megan Kelly and Gretchen Carson, etc. And the thoughts are large. I mean, one of the thoughts is they let was they let Roger off easy. Wow. That was one of the comments. Uh, I believe it, I think it might be the character, possibly the character played by Kate McKinnon in the film, yeah. who says uh, in actuality it was a lot worse than that. And he's like, okay, because the film does depict a pretty toxic environment. And interesting point as well, because I know you've watched The Morning Show. Yeah, and that, I, you know what? I love that because, I, and I thought for a piece of telly, that was incredibly impactful mm. and it made incredible kind of nods towards, you know, the Me Too movement and all that kind of stuff. But what, what I think this lacked was a bit of the oomph of what I've... Maybe this is why I'm skewed because of The Morning Show for me kept me gripped it kept me on the edge of my seat but that's the interesting thing because you saw the morning show and then this yes and, and you were the, I other saw way around. the other way around yes. yeah so maybe that's that's something to bear in mind if you're going to go and watch this movie and you have seen the morning show already you might mm. just you know compare them a little bit and that's it's, exactly um, what i did what i thought was really interesting about this is yeah. getting that inside view only a couple of years ago yeah. of fox news so the, the thing that is for us, this we don't we're not as privy to, to news stories like this, this big harassment scandal and stuff, mm -hmm. because we don't have Fox News over here, so it doesn't really, you know, we can't understand the uh, impact that it has on something that is a major news channel. Maybe if that happened for something like the BBC or you know ITV or something like that, then suddenly yeah, we'd be all over. It, yeah. So from a, a knowledge gap point of view, it's interesting to learn about what happened, and it's interesting to see behind the scenes where. The, the outfits, the, the makeup, the level of like 
weirdly non period, period non specific. It's so generic in how it's set about that you don't actually notice that for about a third of the movie. Okay. But the first third, there's a moment you're like, hang on, this was meant to be in the 90s. Oh, okay, fair. And um, my second question is it a true story? It is a true story, as okay. far as I know. Right. Uh, right, so it's not very good. I need to point that out. Uh, okay, I've heard mixed reviews about this. Yeah, I, I don't a, think it's very good. Okay, you don't think it's very good. I had a producer come in this morning and talk about it because she went to go and see yeah. uh, see it earlier as well. And um, she said she was crying in it. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I felt like I was watching a middle-of-the-day Channel 5 uh, TV movie. Okay, so what made it so not watchable from you? It's, it's a very bland film. It's a very flavourless film. You can, it's got performances from actors like Brie Larson and, and Michael B. Jordan. I mean, Brie Larson... I, I have absolutely no idea what the crack is with Brie Larson because, I'm sorry, she won an Oscar, deservedly so, yeah. for Room, yeah. okay, which is a tremendous movie. She's tremendous in it. And then pretty much right up until we get to Captain Marvel, all she turns out is dross. I mean, she's, she's got Maybe no it's role. it's the curse. It's the Oscar's curse. Yeah, she's got no role in Kong Skull Island. Glass House, I thought, was abysmal. This, I think, is pretty dire. I mean, literally, if you saw this on Channel 5 in the middle of the day, the only thing that would surprise you about it is that it actually stars Michael B. Jordan and Brie Larson, who are trying to give these great performances, but the film simply isn't there for them. It's very generic. It's very boilerplate. I mean, literally, about the point that they start driving past signs saying the home of To Kill a Mockingbird, you sort of think, do you want to just take this metaphor and beat it to death any clearer for us? Uh, do you know what I was just thinking? I was just, I was just having a quick look as to who the, the Oscars curse that mm. I remember. Marissa Tomei suffered from this for a while as well. Where she, I think she won an Oscar and then she kind of went off the radar for ages straight after it and well, then kind of came back again and had a new resurgence yeah, but, but now she again. gets to be aunt may so yeah you know, she's, she's never forgotten she's aunt may now she's she sets up for life but no i just found this so a film devoid of any real personality or charisma it, it's a very stark vanilla almost cardboard cardboard kind of a movie um i really just couldn't see there is obviously on paper absolutely justification of why these actors have done this film because it's you know it's the short term 12 it's a racially charged courtroom legal film. it's got awards kind it, of it, it has, it, it? it's like what we said with seaberg right you look yes. at it on paper and you go this could be the film that takes me through exactly season, you so wouldn't need ari gold to pitch this yeah. you know what i mean it, it's kind of it, it must seem like a slam dunk but it's interesting how some of these get it so wrong but this just rapidly miss, misses the mark widely misses the mark it's uh, it's just not very good. It's not very interesting. It's not very engaging. Well, I sat there watching it thinking, I know I'm supposed to care, but I don't. Well, why don't we just put you out of your misery then? Because clearly you just don't like it. I don't. I don't at all. Fair no. enough. But it is out. If you guys are <laughs> thinking about maybe giving it a chance, there have been mixed Half reviews on this. Half a thumb. Half a thumb. I'm going the full Joaquin Phoenix. Wow. Half a thumb. Okay, interesting. Okay, well, let's move on to something that's a little bit more energetic shall we say <laughs> and something that i'm hoping you enjoyed a lot more than just mercy um we're going to talk about the big film of the week bad boys bad boys what you gonna do what you gonna do when they come for you it's bad boys baby bad boys bad boys what oh. are you gonna do you're gonna go to the cinema and you're gonna go and watch this is what you're gonna do yeah, yeah exactly yeah <laughs> so okay so it's uh, it's been 25 years since the first, first one, one yeah and the second one was in 2003 i was gonna say so it's like 17 years yeah. since the most wow how has Will Smith years. not aged a bit? He hasn't. And this is that's actually a source of the comedy in the film, yes. isn't it, at one point? They yes. keep ribbing on that. And I really want to go into the comedy in this film because mm. I think it's done really, really well. So the plot this time around has to do with uh, Mike finding himself the target, one of the targets yes. of. He's one of a series of targets of an unknown sort person with a vendetta. Sort of drug cartel, yeah. you know, from Mexico. It's... Um, 
a, 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 well, this guy called Armandus, Armando Armas. Armando, um, uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. So he's he's one of the targets. He's joined a new team. Marcus has finally retired, and it comes down to the two bad boys to team back up to get Marcus out of retirement to protect Mike, who does actually get injured in this rather surprisingly as well, and uh, and basically track down bulletproof just Mike. Bulletproof Mike. Just track down just who's got it out for Mike Lowry. So we're just gonna do a knock and talk. What? Hey, look, all our lives we've been bad boys. All right, now it's time to be good men. Who in the hell wanna sing that song? Good man, good man, what you gonna do? Well, maybe if you sing the song like you meant it, it'll catch on. No. Knock and talk. Yeah, knock, knock. I need you on your knees with your hands behind your head right now. Do you know what? I, I have to say about this movie, it's got a bit of everything. It really it. has, hasn't it? Do you like the second one, How They Trust? I haven't seen the second one in years. Mm. Like, I would struggle to remember what it was, but I always remember the first. That's it, isn't it? The first, for me, is an iconic action film. It's yeah. a rewatchable, quotable It's sort of our fav favourite year as well, 1995. 95. Our prime, really, Excellent wasn't it? Excellent yeah. stellar mm. uh, movie-making year. Um, the thing is about this movie is that it could have been a throwback that mm. just kind of fell flat or was trying too hard. Yeah. I don't think it's done that. I think it's been really carefully constructed. It's got a different set of directors. It's not, I think Michael, was it Michael Bay did the original? Michael Bay did the first two. He cameos in this, did you notice? No, I didn't He actually this. does cameo in does this, it? yes. Because oh, he's, he's still a producer he's, he's on, on it. He's on the, um, he's the guy, you, you laugh very hard at the wedding. Yes, yes, I did, laugh. I did yes, laugh very I hard. Did. So this is uh, Adil Al-Arbi and Bilal Falah. Yeah. Uh, I forget what action movie it was that they came up on, but they have signed to a bunch of action movies in the last couple of years. I'm going to find out it's be something really ridiculous now. And it was... Uh, oh, it was Black. Right. I, and I actually really enjoyed Black as well. Um, they are sort of the action movie guys to watch at the moment. They're yeah. clearly going to... And this, obviously, is now the big, the big But do you uh, know what, what, what they've done really well with mm. this is that they've taken the essence of the first movies from the shots, yes. you know, getting out of the car. I'm glad the, you said that. Yeah, the look up mm. of, of seeing them. And it's only there's only two bits of it, I think, mm. that I see that are really iconic from the first movie that you recognise. And actually, you probably see it in the trailer as well. Those movies, it's, it's, it, those are bad boy shots. Yes, the actual bad, you know what I mean, the hero yeah, shots. The hero They've done shots, that. Yeah. And it's funny because, like I say, these guys are obviously diehard fans of the first movie. Yeah. It, it shows. There's a lot more a of lot the of essence of that first movie. Uh, up to and including getting Mark Mancina's uh, theme tune back. Which is noticeably missing from the second movie. Right. But did you find that when you were watching the film, you were just like, din, 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 din. Because I, I just love that. I love the, I the so sound immersed. and the, the yeah, feel of that so movie. Yeah, I was so immersed in all of it. I mm. mean, it is showy. It's supposed to be ridiculous. Yeah. Like, the outfits are, are wild and out there. And so, you know, so South Beach, Miami. Mm. It's brilliant. But the thing is, is that, like I said at the beginning, it's got a bit of everything. So you've got the action, you've got the violence, you've got everything that goes with it. But the humour is what makes this it stand is. out. It's got, got the action from the second movie. Yep. It's not quite as excessive and overly technical as that Some movie gratuitous was. violence in there, I thought, as Oh, well. yeah. Yeah. But uh, great action set pieces, great comedy. For me, it really lands. It's great to see that cast 
back. The rapport between Martin Lawrence and uh, Will Smith is fantastic. skipped a beat, has it? No, yeah. it hasn't. They've just slided straight back into it. And their humour for every serious moment mm. in this, it's coupled up almost 50-50 yeah. with a funny quip. And that is what lifts this movie to where it needs to be. It is. I, I feel like there had to be a lot of improv on this as well, because it does have something of a naturalistic feel at times when it gets into their dialogue. Yeah. But uh, also, there is... For the fanboy in me, I have to point out, there is a, an almost offhand acknowledgement of the existence of the LA's finest TV, TV spin-off, <laughs> which makes me very happy. I'm, I'm looking forward to season two of that. Um, incidentally, if you're familiar with this element of the cinematic universe, Ernie Hudson is, is Marcus's dad. Yeah. Yeah, weird thing to, weird thing to know about. But uh, yeah, so I mean, two thumbs up for me. Two I had a great time. Two thumbs up for me. Yeah, we, we enjoyed this. I mean, it was a really fun put on screening. You yeah. know, it was right, the right audience to go and watch us. Go and watch this with a group of mates. Mm. You'll really enjoy it. Go, go out, beer, beers and pizza all around, yeah. and have a good time. It's the big movie you're going to want to see this weekend. And now it's time for our favourite section of the show. Off-screen pays the bills. Hey, Bex. Hey, Van. Let's pay some bills. Let's do it. And <laughs> shall we do it with Sparks? <laughs> yeah, so Sparks. I actually really like Sparks. So Sparks yeah. is uh, this new podcast app. And the idea is that you can... Uh, you, it's designed, like, this is the, the, the market remit, to you know, let you learn, retain, and apply knowledge from your podcast listening. But in actuality, the way that works is it's basically like a podcast app platform. You know, it's got access to the, the podcast directory. And, when you listen to a show, the same yeah. shows you'll be able to find, for instance, in the iTunes store or something, places like that, uh, you can take notes. So if I'm listening to, like, Joe Rogan, and I want, oh, okay, I want to I try that ridiculously overpriced vitamin health supplement, I can make a note of it, and it'll tie it to where I am in the, in the episode. So if you're listening to this show, and you like the sound of one of the films we're talking about, you can uh, make a note of it. That's really clever. I mean, how do we get hold of it? So for that one, that's in uh, open beta at the moment. So uh, it, it's on iOS. You can go to uh, sparksapp.io forward slash off screen I believe and sign up to join the open beta now uh, it looks really cool and there's going to be more features coming to it as it, as it goes forward so it's going to grow so. with us exactly grow, grow as we do yes indeed well that sounds like a bright spark to me <laughs> let's talk about likewise then so likewise is uh, like a recommendations app you know when you want uh, something to watch or something to read or something to listen to so it's a bit like us it's a bit like <laughs> us but like instead of just you know the tunnel vision se uh, section of film that we have it's everything it's, everything yeah even restaurants there's even like restaurant recommendations in there so um if you're uh, using it for movie recommendations it shows you the streaming services that are on there and it's tailored recommendations from like your friends and family so kind of like a social network in that sense you know you see what your friends are, are, are watching and listening Ooh, to so that works for all you nosy people out there just like me it does i'm paranoid about people like seeing what i'm listening to on spotify half well, the time, well i like to know what yeah. people are reading like you mentioned like the restaurants that they're going to yeah. as well as obviously the films as well exactly so there's an app for this it's uh, the likewise app in the app store or on google play or you can just visit their website and like i say everything's on there as well so recommendations for every category nice. uh, and all that's over on uh, likewise.com It's the halfway point. You know what that means. We're switching to Freeview, Miss Perfect. It's for you lazy people <laughs> who don't want to get off your backsides and go to the cinema this weekend. I love my backside. I spend a lot of time <laughs> with my backside. So what we got on telly this week? Should we start with Saturday? What you got for me on Saturday, Miss Perfect? Do you know what? Well, last week we talked about 1917 and how it did those long tracking shots mm. to make it look like it was one long shot. Another film that does that is Birdman. And ah. that is on your telly box, BBC Two, 11 o'clock on Saturday, 11 p.m. that is. Great movie, fantastic cast. The return of Michael Keaton, what's not to love? Let's go. Walk. Where are we going? Get you some coffee. Did I do something to disrespect you? Not yet. Look, I have a lot riding on this. 
play. Oh, is that right? Yeah. People know who I am. They, they don't know you, your work, man. They know the guy from the bird suit who goes and tells coy, slightly vomitous stories on Letterman. Well, I'm sorry if I'm popular, Mike. Popular. You know, I don't give a popular. Popularity is the slutty little cousin of prestige, my friend. Okay, I don't even know what the that means, so. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a fun, sparky movie. Was it Inyaritu? Is this Alejandro yes. Inyaritu? Yes. And uh, I think this is the, he's a washed up superhero actor who's trying to be taken seriously on stage. Yeah. Uh, great fun, very uh, jazz kind of Very uh, kind jazzy, of great yeah. term from Emma Stone as well. Um, brilliant all round movie. If you haven't seen it, it's not too out there for you. Definitely check it out. Tell you something what more my speed though. Sunday afternoon, ITV4, 650. 10 to 7. A movie I absolutely adore. Who doesn't? Gordon's alive. <laughs> Flash, Flash Gordon. <laughs> My God. What is this? A civic reception? More like a police state. If it is, that could be our good luck. Why? It means we'll find allies on every side. Look at them. The poor wretches are just waiting for someone to lead them in revolt. Are you looking at me, Zarkov? Yes. Please, stop talking about revolts. I just want to get back home alive. You've got to love the camp sound of uh, Sam Jones III. And, oh, and, my God. The, what's, you what's know what you're name? talking about? The, mo yeah. the the sound in Bad Boys? It's this one. It's so funny and fun and campy. And I love Timothy Dalton in it as the sort of Peter Pan-looking alien yeah, prince. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a great sort of old school I Sunday afternoon. I always cringe when they put the hand in the um, the, 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 sc the scorpion thing. thing, the scorpion thing yeah. yeah, and I always yeah. go, "Oh God, you're gonna get killed." <laughs> also, Brian Blessed in a cod piece. You're never gonna forget that you saw that image, are you? <laughs> no, and I love how, like you know, in Ted and things like that, they always reference back to to oh, this film, God. and it's just, oh, it's brilliant. Yeah. I actually got to see this on the big screen uh, for the very first time a couple of years ago. Absolutely brilliant experience. Wow, wholeheartedly what an experience. recommend. Yeah. So, Monday, what you got for me? What's well, I'm going to go a little bit more serious now. Mm -hmm. um, this is a great, great film. Straight out of Compton. ITV4, 10 p.m. at night. Nice. This is the film. So, is it Ice T's kid? Is ice, no, Ice Cube. Ice Cube. Ice Cube. Ice Cube, ice Cube yeah, not Ice T. Ice T's over on, like, Law and Order, I think. Oh, right. Yeah, Ice Cube. Ice it Cube. is actually his son, I am isn't it? so street. <laughs> <laughs> ice Cube's son plays Ice Cube. Yeah, in the movie that also yeah. features the stories of Dre, Easy e, e, MC yeah. Ren, even Snoop at a point. Say this like you believe it, man. Like it's a Sunday and you cruising down Crenshaw in a six four. Come on, say that like you believe it, man. Like it's your words. Feel the. Stop playing around. Loosen the up. There you go. Cruising down the street in my six four. Oh. Hey, that was dope, eh? That was dope, man. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, man. <laughs> you feeling that, right? Now we only got 59 more lines to punch in. But it's all good. We're going to get through it. Let's go on to the next one. And that's uh, Easy e learning to rap for the first time. Do you know what? These performances were incredible in this. I think, it, again, it's one of those things, like, if you didn't know a lot about N.W.A., mm. this is your learning curve. Yeah. Or, you know, this is the movie to watch to really understand. It's got a lot of heart to it. It's got a lot of fanfare when it came out in the cinemas, quite rightly so, didn't and to watch it. Didn't this get an Oscar nomination for writing, I think? It may well have done. I think it did. Yeah, I can't remember but, when it, uh, what year it came out, actually. Good, about 2015, 2015, maybe? I think it yeah. was. Great movie, though. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Like you say, you do you learn a lot about them, although uh, it's if you do know about them already, it's interesting the things they leave out. Let's just say that. Uh, <laughs> well, on that note, we're going to move out, move on and say there's nothing that should be left out of this next movie. It's on Tuesday. It's uh, Charlie's Angels on the Sony Channel at 
7.05 p.m. Very precise. Okay, well, this is the thing. I've made a mistake. It's actually Charlie's Angels Full Throttle. Uh, oh. Not, yeah, which is a movie that is not on enough, in my opinion, because I think it's really undervalued as a sequel. I actually quite like Charlie's yeah. Angels Full Throttle, which actually plays with the mythology um, of Charlie's Angels for a change in terms of actually having a villain who is an ex-angel and is played by uh, Demi Moore. And this is how we sort of establish what being an angel actually means, what the brand is and how the organisation functions, as we're here in this introduction. What's up, Angel? Madison Lee? Madeline Cook? Oh my god! How did you know? I get the newsletter. Of course! <laughs> wow, god, I've heard so many stories about you. You're my favorite angel. She won the Nobel Prize in Astrophysics for her research on flying mammals. And predicted Carmine DeSoto's every move by using the Cosmo Bedside Astrologer. I also set the clock on Charlie's VCRs. And she invented the Muller mic. And I love in the new Charlie's Angels film how they hark back to this one. They do. I am an, I'm an unapologetic fan of the Charlie's yeah. Angels franchise. I like it very much. I, I think the sequel has... And this was originally called Halo at one point. Bruce right. Willis notably has a cameo in it as well Lovely. because that's how long ago this was. And, uh, yeah, I had a good time with this. It's got uh, it's got Bernie Mac as, uh, as Bosley. What's not to love? What's not to love? Now, moving on, I have a film that I watched over Christmas here. Ooh, um, yeah. This is Groundhog Day on Sony Channel, 6.55pm on Wednesday. Bill Murray at his finest. Who knew that groundhogs actually had a purpose? Um, and it would seem that in terms of stopping time and repeating itself again, that's exactly what it does in this movie. I'm sorry, what was that again? I'm a god. You're a god. I'm a god, I'm not the god, I don't think. Because you survived a car wreck? You folks ready to order? I didn't just survive a wreck. I wasn't just blown up yesterday. I have been stabbed, shot, poisoned, frozen, hung, electrocuted, and burned. Oh, really? And every morning I wake up without a scratch on me, not a dent in the fender, I am an immortal. Special today is blueberry waffles. This is the original time loop movie, isn't it? Yeah, this is it like really This is. is the one. Like We did not have time loop stories before, like not in the mainstream, before Groundhog Day. It was something you only got on like Star Trek. And I just don't think that you could do this in any way, shape or form without Bill Murray. No, God, no. It's absolutely built on him. And by all accounts, it was this movie that, it, it was during this movie that Bill Murray discovered what we now describe as Bill Murray's personality. Yeah. Yes. Well, I was going to say it's like that. It's Scrooged. It's kind of bringing mm. all those characters. Like Without typecasting him, there is the Bill Murray that he brings to this. Very much so. And it's like I say, the original Timeline movie. There's a lot of great comedy in this that's never been, over, never, never been outdone. But on that note, it's it's great to see that it's on a decent time. So if you guys haven't caught it before, it is kind of a Christmas movie, but it's quite nice to kind of see it. Well, it's a winter like, film. I think winter it's, film, yeah. Uh, Groundhog Day, actual Groundhog Day is in February. So Interesting. I think the actual Groundhog Day is in February. Because that's the whole point. Is he predicts the, the weather or something for the, the following year. I see year. snow, I see Christmas. Mm. <laughs> yep. Okay, like, I mean, this week is really really strong in terms of what's on tv because the thursday is an iconic movie isn't oh, it Matt? yes oh yes so itv4 9 p.m my favorite movie of all time it is terminator 2 judgment day you're like a machine underneath right but sort of alive that side i'm a cybernetic organism living tissue over a metal endoskeleton this is intense get grip john okay um you're not here to kill me. I figured that part out for myself. So what's the deal? 
My mission is to protect you. Yeah? Who sent you? You did. 35 years from now, you reprogrammed me to be your protector here. This time. This is deep. Of course, I'm a Terminator. I love that. I love that movie. I absolutely love that movie. Um, Edward Furlong in this as well, because obviously I saw Terminator: Dark Fate out for the second time this week. Oh, really? And uh, that I actually, and I do think the opening of Terminator: Dark Fate has some of the best de aging you've ever seen in a movie, mm. like ever, like yeah. genuinely brilliant yeah, effects, yeah, yeah. except for notably on Arnold. Strangely, they can't seem to CG Arnold somehow. But Terminator 2, when everything was practical except for the T-1000. <laughs> um, God, you just, they don't make them like this anymore. They certainly don't. And that iconic end sequence from this. I mean, this is a film that if you... Do you cry at the end? Of course. Yeah, everyone cries at the end. Yeah, it's, like, the end. it's like when people question whether or not I cried in Toy Story. I'm like, I know, I know it's an animation. I know they're toys, but, but I'm still going to cry Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, Another great film, Friday, uh, is Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, which is on the Horror Channel at 9 o'clock. This film, we talked about this a few weeks ago, I think. I think it, it did up. I think it did come up. This is, of course, the great, sweeping, gothic, melodramatic Ken Branagh version yes. of the classic story. I have done something so terrible, so evil, and I'm frightened. So this for me, when it does, it's it's like the Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula, mm. right? When they do it and they do it well and it fits, you know, they're not trying to mess around with the story or do anything yeah, clever with it. Just tell the damn they're story. They're just telling the story <laughs> in a linear way. It can be done so beautifully. And I think this is great. Robert De Niro as the monster. Exactly. And you look at when he did this, because this is about 1994. You should have like 1994, Robert De Niro is going to be Frankenstein's monster. That's so weird. Because bear in mind, you know, he's an icon. He's past icon yeah. at that point. You think it's... It's strange that he would want to do that. But it works, and he's very and good at very it. very persuasive. Yeah. But uh, great movie. I watch it every couple of years. It's, good, uh, yeah. it's my favourite version of Frankenstein, to be honest. But, yeah, uh, yeah absolutely worth catching. That's 9 o'clock Friday night on the Horror Channel. Ooh, it's a good one to end it's the a, week on. Do you know what? It's a really good week for movies on telly. So if you are stuck at home, you're not going out, maybe you've got the kids in tow and you can't leave the sofa, you've got so much choice this weekend. And if you are staying in, but you're thinking, I want to go a little bit more new with my content that I'm watching, then you can do that on DVD, Blu-ray, video on demand, anything you want, available from Monday the 20th. We've got some movies that we've picked out just for you. Now, the first one are two iconic cult characters that I absolutely have grown up watching and love, but I haven't seen this movie yet, but I'm excited about it. It's Jay and Silent Bob, the reboot. This is it. So we had Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Now we get Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. So what did you think of Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back? I love Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. It is my kind of film. It's a wacky, zany, Cheech and Chong-like, you know, romp. That's why I like the uh, the Howl and Kumar movies as much yeah. as I do. Because they are the same kind of, you know, journeyman, stoner kind of comedies. And uh, this, is, this is literally kind of a sequel to uh, okay. Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. And the title is very intentional. So the movie actually takes on reboots. Okay. <laughs> so the idea is that movie that got made that they were trying to stop in Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, that's getting a reboot. And so they have to journey back to Hollywood to stop the reboot this time. And, you know, they get to take uh, take, them, take the Michael out of absolutely everything, yeah. including, of course, reboots. Hollywood doesn't make sequels anymore. They don't even make squeakles, yo. 
Studios have given up on new ideas entirely in favor of building multi-movie universes that breed brand-loyal customers from cradle to grave. So if you like Harry Potter, cash Shinigus, you're getting 10 more. You like the Fast and Furious flicks? We're gonna drive the franchise into the ground, bitch. Ooh, you want another Marvel movie? Here we go. Hey, man. Those Marvel movies are a triumph of cinema. So that's obviously the scene in the first movie where he's like, right. don't tell me there's no idea. You don't know there's yeah. a, a movie being made, a comic book. It's that, don't tell me you don't know that there's a reboot being made of the movie, of the comic book. It, and it's it's a good spin. It works. It's very meta, and it will date very, very quickly. Right, it's interesting. Yeah, because the things it says about comic book movies and superheroes and stuff, they are very, very 18 now. months yeah. ago. So I, I'm funny about Jay and Silent Bob because I... They literally, my teenage years were watching mm. this, and I had the soundtrack to Mallrats. I loved Clerks. <laughs> God, I love Clerks that. even. Um, and I just, like, Chasing Amy was on my. Like, I had the collection of right. this. You're going to love this then. Because... Well, I don't know, because I didn't love Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Oh, actually, no, if that didn't work for you, this won't either. But no. it's very much the same thing. But there are sequel elements or pick-up elements to all of the old Kevin Smith movies. Okay. So you do oh, get to... Dogma as well. Which yes. So yes. you get to find out, for instance, what happened to one of the specific characters from Dogma. Say what? You get to find out where Ben Affleck's Chasing Amy character wound up. And, and it's oh. it's quite interesting because we met him very briefly at the beginning of Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. Yeah. Uh, and now we get sort of where he is oh, down the line. You've caught and, my interest now, actually. Yeah. It, I would say it is worth watching. I think if, if you've seen all the old movies, do see it. Because it does. Okay. It's nice to just see what became of the quick stop. And, yeah, and, yeah, you know, yeah. Red Bank, New Jersey, and things like yeah. that. Yeah. And I just, just there's cameos in there from like the comic book men, you know, okay. the, the TV yeah, yeah, series yeah. he does and things like that. And obvious references to podcasting and uh, Q from Impractical Jokers, I Has think. Has it got thing. like. The back of a Volkswagen style. Uh, there is a lot of that yeah. comedy. Yes, there is a lot of that in okay. there. Um, and of course, a ludicrously overly prominent role for Harley Quinn Smith. Because, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. There is. I would recommend Jane Silent Bob reboot. I had a really good time with it, but it is one for the fans only. So, okay. uh, one that's probably not going to have as wide a fan base, if we're honest, is uh, Mrs. Lowry and stuff. Which yeah, is I was a bit about. nervous about asking you about this. Because. Mm. Did you like Mr. Turner? Mr. Turner. That was with Timothy Spall. Yes. Right. Very much a sort of side piece to that. So this is okay. L.S. Lowry. This is about the relationship it, he has with his mother and... Isn't it T.S. Lowry? Is it T.S.? L.S.? I keep hearing different versions of okay. this. But, it's uh, the guy that draws little stick people <laughs> exactly. in big industrial zones. Literally that. Yeah. It's the drama about his relationship with his ailing mother. She's played by Vanessa Redgrave. He's Timothy Spall because Timothy Spall now is just going to play old British artists forever. Yeah. And actually, a friend um, of yours who we met last night worked, worked on, on this. Yeah. Yes, Mr. Yeoman's worked on this. Yeah. Yes. Shout out to you. Shout out to you, <laughs> Rob. Uh, but I, I say, I mean, very well-made movie, but I don't think it's got the 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 likability that's going to work for everyone. It's definitely not mainstream. It's funny, isn't it, with um, with a, a movie about an artist? It's mm. like that artist has got to be pretty sort of, um, uh, I suppose, has got to have some sort of dr drama within their life generally to make it heightened enough yes. to then turn it onto a screen thing. If it doesn't have that, or even if it's teetering on the edge of that, yeah. it might not work, and that's the problem, isn't it? Exactly. So um, over to streaming then this week because there's a recommendation. I mean, there's something I'm dying to watch on streaming this next week and there's one thing we can't not talk about and then there's one thing I love to recommend. So uh, we'll start with the one I love to recommend which is It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is one of the streaming picks. Season 14. Season 14. And it's it's an unconnected sort of continuity-free show so you can just pick it up and watch whenever. But the 14th season, which launches on Netflix on Sunday the 19th, 
I think they're just dumping it all at once, kind of thing, has got an episode in it, and it's, I think it's Thunder Gun. Oh, by the way, this clip comes from it, and I'll explain what's brilliant about it in a moment. Okay. Sorry for him, but my disgusting friend does bring up a good point. I mean, every Thunder Gun movie has at least one very tasteful yet very erotic sex scene in it, and this mm. had none. Yeah, I've, I've been waiting for the right time to bring this up, but I feel like we need to address the elephant in the room, no? Yeah, this Might is a big well. one for I've us. I've been thinking about it. Well. That, yeah. Okay, so where's the dong? The dong? The yeah. dong, yeah, 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 the dong, the dong. John Thundergun has hung dong in every chapter of this saga, and I just watched 90 minutes of one, and yet not one hang. Well, I think that the studio was thinking the gratuitous nudity was maybe a bit much. you. Right, they are referring to a film series, that, a fictional film series that exists within this universe starring Dolph Lundgren that is the most excessive, over-the-top 80s action franchise you've ever heard of called Thundergun. Isn't that... I'm, I'm watching it back from the beginning mm. again. I'm in series, like, two at the moment. Is it mentioned back then? I think it does. No, I think it comes up about series three or four. There is an episode where they literally are on the run to see the new one. Mm. Uh, but they actually get to dissect everything about Hollywood movies in this one episode. They Brilliant. become the focus group for a Thundergun sequel. And they get, become the test audience and they get asked what they like about it, what they don't. What, like do you think, the what do you think the magic is about this that has gone for 14 seasons? They don't ever attempt to make the characters likeable. And that, I think <laughs> that's what really makes it for me. Yeah. Uh, the flowers from for Algernon episode is absolutely tremendous. Uh, so also, uh, Friday the 24th, also available. This is going to be on Amazon Prime. I am dying to see this. It's Star Trek Picard. Dad! What? Come out here! Stop yelling! Hello, Will. Jean-Luc. <laughs> we all have a story. Just waiting to be claimed. Thank you for not trying to talk me out of all this. <laughs> Believe me, I know better. <laughs> Patrick Stewart's back. How, Patrick how... Stewart is back. Interesting. I can't wait for this. Interesting. Right. I mean, this is this is gonna be because uh, obviously in all. I mean, the, I'm not that fast. Are you not? No. Okay. Well, this is the thing. Because all these years we've had all the J.J. Abrams movies. Yeah. They take place in a different timeline, okay. so our knowledge of the next generation sort of timeline just stops one day and then it yeah. goes backwards. And uh, I'm just really looking forward to getting back to you know back. Were to you the in future, the crowd yesterday? Where there was a huge sort of uh, well, actually, emotion. Our, our friend Craig. Yes. Um, who was with us? He was uh, he was hosting the premiere last night. But uh, yeah, yeah. and there were cool. there were lots of people like just like. Trekkies loving it. Like, I can tell from the look on your face that you're one of those people that still thinks Star Trek fans are dweebs. No, it's not. I, I love the J.J. Abrams reboot. Of did it. you? Yeah, I tourist. did. Um, yeah, I am an absolute <laughs> tourist on this. I remember when when the um, <coughs> when the the, the oh, what what's his name again? The the actor that plays Leonard Nimoy. No, not Leonard Nimoy. No, no, no. Um, you just mentioned him for Picard. Patrick like, Stewart. Pa Patrick Stewart. Yeah, the yeah. great Patrick Stewart. Don't know why that sort of left my memory. Sir Patrick Stewart. Yeah. When he, his series was on BBC Two, six o'clock on After School. Oh, yeah, the good yeah, old days. Yeah. I... Would uh, I'd be annoyed. It was tea time viewing. Yeah, and I'd be like, put Ren and Stimpy on. I mean, <laughs> come on now. I don't want to watch this. I should so much about you make sense. You know, <laughs> I, I enjoyed both as a child. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so Star Trek Picard launches on Amazon Prime on Friday the 24th. I will sure as hell be watching that. Uh, also on Amazon Prime that same day. And we just got we just got to name drop this because it's such a great movie. Oh. Uh, Booksmart. Booksmart. Booksmart with uh, Beanie Feldstein, Caitlin Diva. Do you know what? It's, it's, you, we reductively call it Super Bad for Girls. Let's have a sample. We have to go to a party tonight. What? 
Let's go to Nick's party. Are you kidding? No, no way. Amy, we only have one night left to have studied and partied in high school. Otherwise, we're just gonna be the girls that missed out. We haven't done anything. We haven't broken any rules. Okay, we've broken a lot of rules. One, we have fake IDs. Fake college IDs so we can get into their 24-hour library. Name one person whose life was so much better because they broke a couple of rules. Picasso. Yes, he broke art rules. Name a person who broke a real rule. Rosa Parks. Name another Susan one. Susan B. Anthony. God damn it. They're gonna party. What's not to love? Yes, and also, don't forget, yes, Beanie Felstead is Jonah Hill's sister in real life. It really shows, because like I say, there's the super bad comparisons. Like, it's literally got, like, a, its own Jonah Hill. Literally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and she's so, like, the she's smart great. talking, the mm. funny moments in this. I mean, both of them together are fantastic. They're a great pair. I like the supporting cast as well. I like Billy Lord and Skylar Gizondo. Yeah. Billy Lord steals this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Skylar Gizondo, though, I think in this. he's brilliant as I well. Wanna see the, I want to see a new book smart movie. I want to see, like, you know... I I would see a sequel to this at yeah. college, happily. I would yeah. happily have a sequel set at college, yeah. like, three years from now. Oh, it's bring, just, bring me that. I'll, I, I, yeah. I wish I went to that high school. Also, if we go with Oscar snubs, I mean, how do you... Yeah. yeah this is... I mean, what am I, I think this is my film of the Came year. Came out too early. Yeah. This That's was my film of the year last really? year. Yeah. That's not a bad shout, actually. Yeah. So, next week, we've got some interesting stuff. What have we got to come next we've week? We've got David... Uh, the, um, I can't remember the full title. We've got the David Copperfield movie with Devin The Patel. Personal History of David Copperfield. That would be it. it. Yeah. Yes, we've got that. Um, the Turning? The Turning. The yeah, turning a horror movie, week. which we're going to watch at, like, 9 in the morning. I can't wait. I love oh, a 9 a.m. Like, horror like, oh, movie. I love to start oh, all right, it's 11.30. That's the middle oh, of the okay, afternoon. Fine, 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 fine. Uh, what else have we got there? So, oh, uh, we don't really need to uh, to review the next Paw Patrol movie, do we? No, absolutely. You know I draw a line under stuff like that. My nephew just has Paw Patrol. We'll send him. Yeah. Well, I, I, do you know what? That's not a bad idea. We might sit there. If he falls asleep, we'll call it a bad review. If he stays awake and, and looks smiley, we'll, we'll call but it a good review. But what if you fall asleep? Oh, I'll absolutely fall asleep. I can't stand Paw Patrol. I, I, you know, I remember when Paw Patrol used to be called Thunderbirds. But, uh, yep. Or Terrorhawks. That's it. No, I'm sorry, but it is Thunderbirds of, for even younger kids. Give a bit kids. of grit to the kids yeah. nowadays. I mean, the terrifying Terrorhawks is uh, something that will stay infringed and imprinted on my my hmm. brain forever but we start next week with a horror movie we also end it with a horror movie next week the remake of the grudge is upon us starring john Cho and demian bashir uh looking forward to that um, really yeah wow exactly did you not even know this was coming no i had no idea well there you go well i don't know if you've checked your schedule but tuesday afternoon we're seeing the grudge do you? <laughs> i can't but i would love to i'll have to wait till it comes out that's amazing but i'll be looking forward to um dissecting it with you. That's um, it. At least we get to chat about it. Yeah, meanwhile. exactly. So, in the meanwhile, that's uh, that's about it from us this week. So, uh, enjoy the next seven days of cinematic glory. In the meanwhile, I've been Van Connor. And I've been Bex Perfect. And this has been Offscreen, your seven-day guide to movies. Have fun. Go to the cinema. Enjoy. There's a lot out there for you.